Yes, everybody, it's the Wrestler Review. I am John Hastings, and joining me, as always, is my not nearly as important co-host, the Brian Clark of this show. Go ahead, Dylan. Hello, this is the Wrestler Review, where, of course, we review a specific wrestler and their career, whether it be good, bad, or in between. And ladies and gentlemen, this day on this day, I would like to say it's probably in between because we're doing Brian Clark. Yeah, it it's he's not a good man. Yeah, we're doing Brian Clark, and both of us haven't slept because both of us have sleeping disorders. It's really nice to talk about a man filled with rage and bitterness when we're both filled with rage and bitterness. I feel like we're method podcasters. This guy is, knowing what we know about him now, it is so funny that he was in a tag team about weed. <laughs> Considering he's like, if you ever did drugs, you were a weak little. Yeah, hey. Hi, everybody. We're chronic. And by that, I mean we aren't dope. <laughs> Oh my God, Brian Clark! I didn't realize what we learned. Uh, at least what I learned uh, was that Brian Clark essentially was in wrestling. He was classic, where it's like he had he was a hottie with the body. So he was in wrestling for exactly four point five seconds, and then of course he got picked up by every fucking wrestling company within a three year period. Yeah, he uh, Jim Cornette, surprise surprise, loved Brian Clark because he was in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. So Jim Cornette, of course, is like, ah, he's a misunderstood artist. Oh sure. He once actually showed up at Rey Mysterio's house, you fucking cunt, and tried to uh, sexually assault Rey Mysterio's wife because he thought Rey Mysterio was a child. <laughs> you Wendy's motherfucker, but... Um, That's my bad. I thought he was a six-year-old Yeah, kid. well, I, don't, I didn't understand. I thought this kid was with his wife or was his mother, and I tried to fuck his mother. I don't know why that's my Brian Clark impression. No, <laughs> no, it's good. Brian Clark, it says a lot about your mic skills when Crush is the mouthpiece for your tag team. I will say that. That's a great point, yes. Yeah. When Kono Crush is given the mic. Uh, his point about Brian Clark, which is Brian Clark actually, he looked like he was perfect for the right uh, for the time that he was a wrestler. But he, he was the only time that that physique and that physicality wasn't unique in wrestling and that there was like 40 of those guys. So he didn't actually stand out because he wasn't that great in the ring. But he's like, if he had showed up five years earlier or five years later, he would have been huge. And I have to yeah. agree with him. He got, yeah, he got, uh, he got sat. He also got saddled with one of the worst gimmicks you could get uh i agree i always thought that wrath was a bit overblown <laughs> i mean there's been a lot of bad gimmicks for this guy but let's let's talk about him brian clark uh he's born in 1964 in harrisburg pennsylvania uh, baby. Hob uh hobson our researcher and only reason we know anything about these wrestlers without this man um i'm pretty sure uh most of our episodes would just be me and dylan going Oh, pull my finger. No, I'll pull your finger. Ah, oh, pull my penis. Uh, did an absolutely amazing job this week. Uh, the research packet starts off really setting the tone for how we're going to feel about this man. It's just a photo of Brian Clark in a cowboy hat holding a rifle, and his inscription reads, I'm not convinced a likable person has ever uh, had a photo taken of themselves in their own cowboy hat and with their own firearm. That's usually to make a statement. But that could be my own prejudice. Uh, but not here. I feel you be the judge. And it's like, ah, Hobson, you're really, you're not setting the tone, but you're giving me a nice appetizer for what we're about to learn. And we're about to learn about a man who got really badly mistreated and it wasn't his fault, but I'm still totally fine that it happened. You know why? It's because Brian Clark is guaranteed, I guarantee this man is so racist that he can order eggs and people are like... I'm not cooking your goddamn racist Jesus, eggs. I think like you're absolutely right. <laughs> everything he says comes off like he's A, judging you, and B, telling you that that one friend you have can't come yeah, in the yeah. house. He's the kind of guy that he doesn't even say slurs to people of a different color, but he'll do something really off-putting like bark at an old Chinese woman. Yeah, or just like not look your friend in the eyes. <laughs> uh, he'll tell your friend, he'll tell you about your friend while your friend stood next to you? Yeah, one of those. <laughs> tell him that he can't have soup. Uh, yeah, everyone knows that the, 
The Chinese continue to steal our meals. First, spaghetti. Now, soup. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, Brian Clark comes by it honestly because he's a, he's a power lifter and he also, right out of high school, went into the Air Force and became military Oh, police. yeah. So... Look at this man and know he shot someone while their kid was in the room. Yeah, know, know this. And by the way, that was all during peacetime, so that was a, that was a friendly fire incident. Yeah. Oh, it was friendly fire. Went into his house and shot him and took all his stuff as his friend. Yeah, what's <laughs> Brian Clark here? Yeah, and the uh, the issue with him is uh, 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 he was what you call a non-friendly. What do you mean? Uh, he's Scandinavian, <laughs> which you have gone on record as referring to uh, the a new type of Jew, and then so you just shot him in the face, Lieutenant Clark. Yeah, he was talking all riffy and raffy. Yeah, he was speaking <laughs> Finnish. He's a fin. Uh, he's, he's he's also uh, he's half. Uh, human beings' mouths can only speak one language. He, uh, he was the devil. I did. I uh, I stand by what I did. You'd have to be. I will say this to be <laughs> I can imagine him being so close minded even within white people. There's a ton of subcategories he doesn't like. I'm trying to think of a nice fun allegory for this guy. I feel like that this is uh, Brian Clark is what if um, our friend Graham K didn't have good influences in his life is what Graham K could become. <laughs> Or a lot better, given that Brian Clark's in great shape. Hey, Graham's doing pretty good. I've seen, I've seen him with his shirt off a lot. He's doing, not, he's doing well. He's been working on his core. That's good. Yeah, it is good. He needed a strong foundation. If he works out half as much as he talks about it, then he'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so Brian Clark. That's, by the way, at Graham K Comedy. Uh, if you want to tweet at him and just say, you're looking good, man. It's not a bad idea. Hashtag Brian Clark, of course. Go ahead, Dylan. Hashtag Ryan Clark, baby. So he was trained by Ox Baker, which he disputes. Basically, he says that Ox Baker told him how to lock up and then just started taking booking dates, which, I mean, could be true for sure. Um, so he starts in the American Wrestling Federation as the Night Stalker. John, can you imagine? Oh, yeah. It's so uh, it's having so a name fucking that good. A, implies that you stalk women, and B, is just directly serial from killer. a serial killer. So good. Yeah. It's literally being like, oh, and then he had the gimmick of Ted Bundy. Like... <laughs> yeah. And in this corner, Bill Cosby just throws jello at women and then tries to attack his opponent. By the way, if CZW was still really active, we would have a wrestler that's called like Louis Cosby C.K. Weinstein. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what we're missing. <laughs> Oh, man. If Rob Black still had any money, we would definitely just have a man called, uh, just a wrestler called, she's wrong. If Rob Black had any money, the whole promotion would just be him disputing lawsuits in the middle of the <laughs> ring. Just keeps challenging judges. I'll have a powerbomb contest with you. How many times can I powerbomb you? How many times can you powerbomb me? Winner isn't guilty. Well, I mean, that's the only thing Vince McMahon, like Vince McMahon does that every time anything happens. Like, guaranteed coming up in the next two years like uh there's gonna be a guy named charlie ebersall who just loses a fight like vince mcmahon actually beats a background actor to death in the middle of the ring because he's so mad about the other football league that started oh that's very funny and, or uh, i like that you also chose charlie ebersall so of course we get brian clark he's in smoky uh, or mountain yeah, or wrestling it's also gonna be just like suddenly there's gonna be a night uh, some uh, character named cody and it's just going to be like, I, I, I. And they're like, yeah, he's dumb. Don't watch AEW. And then, of course, the WWE closes, and we all understand why. Neither did I. So, Dylan, after uh, Brian Clark uh, played Paul Bernardo the wrestler, uh, what happened? He went to WCW because he might have been a dime a dozen back then, but baby... If you see a big boy with a nice chest, you're going to pay him money to play fight with mm, man. It is. Because what year was this? I feel like the herd era. So it's like, ah, we need someone for a good wrestling bout. Um, yeah. And immediately he's facing said vicious. Like immediately it's him and uh, him and uh, sorry, Curtis Hughes then called the big cat against uh, Sid Vicious. 
and Dan Here's Spidey. the weirdest thing about Mr. Hughes is that he while he had many gimmicks, but always wrestled in sunglasses. I like yeah, that. Yeah, so do I. And it's he's one of those wrestlers that's like not only is he will he never be in any Hall of Fame, he's barely acknowledged as existing. Yeah, it's really weird, especially since as early as like the year two thousand and like one, he was like the he was working with Chris Jericho. Like he was Chris Jericho's heavy in like two thousand and one, just trying to look as mean as possible while wearing the shimmeriest purple vest you've ever seen. Oh in your life. yeah, he looked like uh, what Dylan makes his wife wear so he can get a erection. Yep, I'm soft as fuck without that fucking shimmer, baby. I want to fuck a magician, is what Dylan often yells. <laughs> Ooh, you look like a dress someone threw out. Let's bone. Make my dick disappear and then reappear, baby. I'm the rabbit. <laughs> uh, he met two of his best friends of the business, Joey Hamilton and, of course, Sarge. Uh, of course, when asked about Char- Sarge's training methods, he was like, I would have fucking dicked him to the cried. What I read about that is two, like my two favorite people in wrestling were one guy who's been accused often of intense physical abuse and then an old, grizzled veteran. I'm like, oh, of course, Brian Clark. You were in the military. You basically only respect coaches and anyone else is a weakling compared to you. Um, and, yeah, you also had that problem of he was given a lot right away, so he also thought he was entitled to a lot. Like, if you look at it, he yeah, yeah. he comes in. He's wrestling, you know, high mid-card guys right away with a look for him to be taking on Vader. It's all very exciting for the young rookie. Yeah, he's always booked strong. Like, I don't think there's ever... I don't think he's... I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it later on, but I don't think that he's ever jobbed to someone who was even kind of small. He's always losing to people who are fucking huge or booked crazy There's one strong. instance where he's not booked strong. There's one time towards the end of his career he's not booked well. One time. Yeah, against Goldberg or against The Undertaker. Like, those are two people... Against The Undertaker. I was fine with the way he was booked against Goldberg. He was not in contention for the world heavyweight title because of just how they built him in WCW. If they had wanted him to be in that position, they could have changed it slightly, but they clearly didn't because they're he, they probably like, well, we can't have this guy who keeps taping back his eyes and going, I'm Sonny Odo uh, near the WCW championship. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> All right, so Smoky Mountain Wrestling he goes to, and this, I believe, is amazing. Because I don't know how you are in the military and don't like, nay, have never heard of Kiss. But he managed to do it. That's insane. Brian Clark's the kind of guy that probably is like, I don't like music. I'm not a girl. We're not at a dance. I believe Brian Clark is like, what's your favorite song? American National Anthem. Then Star Spangled Banner. And then Unpopular But All the Confederate Marching Songs. I haven't listened to something with a guitar in it. I stand up to pee and shit. It'll dribble down my fucking thighs. I don't sit for nobody but the president of the United fucking States, save for Obama. You see these fucking colors? They don't run. The only thing that runs is shit down my legs because I shit like a man or a horse. (laughs) No white. Does that mean no stains? Nope. I throw a pair of pants out every fucking day. Because this is Why America. Why don't public toilets have showers? <laughs> I only shit at truck stop bathrooms because you can shower also, after. Also, the American National Anthem is a star-spangled banner. And then you were thinking of America the Beautiful, but you switched it in your head. And we've known each other too long and too well that I was able to detect your mistake and know your mistake and correct it. Thank you very much for correcting that. We have a lot of listeners in the States, and they would have been angry. I know. I know. By the way, if you guys find any facts or anything that we got wrong, just tweet us at Wrestler Review. It'll probably be a lot of tweets, but we do appreciate them because there's nothing more I hate. Listen to a podcast when they... This happens a lot while they'll be talking about wrestling and then get someone's name slightly wrong, and it's like, it's not Stone Cold Stephen Austin. It's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, he wasn't the lion tamer, Chris Jericho. He was Lionheart Chris Jericho. Get it right or get fucked. Now, um, <laughs> he heads to Smoky Mountain Wrestling, where yeah, where Jim Cornette makes him listen to the song War Machine by Kiss. Uh, by the way, 
I love Jim Cornette. He's such a fucking weirdo. You fucking cunt. You got to get into fucking character. By the way, Joey Ryan, you're a dumb fuck. That's fucking ridiculous. Doing a penis powerbomb. You should be behaving properly like Jimmy Valiant. <laughs> um, I uh, just one sec. Sorry. Um, Ooh, you said sex. <laughs> Ooh, sorry. Someone's messaging me and I won't and I can't stop. Won't stop. Bad boy. So actually, uh, the crazy thing is he's brought into uh, Smoky Mountain and pr- and pretty much big league wrestling by Paul Paul Orndorff. Paul Orndorff is the person that uh, brings him into Smoky Mountain wrestling. That recommends him heavily to Cornette. Um, he beats uh, Tracy Smothers to be the second ever beat the champ television champion on February 2nd, 1993. And I will say this, he's pretty good. Like he's a pretty good wrestler pretty immediately. And I think it's like you said, he got a lot soon. So he never really saw the need to improve, but he never really becomes a good promo. He's never more than anything but, like, uh, there's a weird disjoint. Like, he's never, like, a top, top guy, but you can see totally the potential there. Like, when I watched him two years into wrestling and what he was doing in Smoky Mountain and in WCW, like, a year into wrestling, I was, like, very, very impressed. He moves very well, and especially way better than I remembered. Yeah, and also, by the way, he doesn't... He has a very modern style. It's not like one of those things where he's a southern-trained wrestler, um is wrestling like the style of the person looks unique, looks modern, would have fit in and did fit in in all of the major wrestling companies that he wrestled in. It's also hilarious that he was trained by Ox Baker and got none of the good cheer and nice spirit of Ox Baker and instead felt that Ox Baker didn't do a good enough job training him even though he was a very high-level upper-mid-card wrestler for most of his career. He's just like... I- well, you can see plainly he's a fucking dick. Oh, yeah, he's just a fucking asshole. <laughs> he's just a fucking dick. Like, that's probably... there's It's probably this weird thing where he takes orders, but he takes them really condescendingly. If that makes any sense, I don't know. I can just see talking to Adam Baum, and you would write down the actions of what we did, but I'd fucking Yeah, hate we him. both have interactions. I've, we have people that I'm sure we could both, if we really wanted to burn some bridges, could be like, oh, he's just like Skibbly-Boo. Um, and, and that we've that we've worked with professionally. That yeah, on paper you're like yeah, nothing he did was wrong. But if I do, if I could show you how he said that, you'd literally be like, oh, I understand why you're silently smoking right now. Yeah, like how does Adam Bomb? How does Brian Clark feel having been in the military police taking orders from Jim Cornette? Guaranteed, he doesn't feel good. Uh, about here's it. the funny thing: I guarantee that if he did step out of line, Jim Cornette's. Unlike other people, Jim Cornette probably wouldn't have been afraid to throw a chair across the room. You might fucking kill me, but I'll fucking haunt you. <laughs> Threatening their dreams is yeah. very funny. How about I fucking haunt you, you fuck? You big fuck? I'm, I'm doing it right now. I'm doing it right now to Jim fucking Hurd. He's still fucking alive. That's because I'm keeping him that way. <laughs> I read a fucking dream journal. I make him only dream about his kids getting yeah. fucked. That's because Jerry Lawler put that plan into real action. You fucking cunt. I have a Charlie's Angels of Pedophiles just waiting. It's called the entire wrestling business, you fuck. I ain't got no Lucy Lou's, but I got four of whatever Cameron Diaz is. <laughs> How come they haven't made that show? Yeah. An action force that's just pedophiles. <laughs> they have. It's called the Power Rangers. Oh, crazy. <laughs> what, the Power Rangers were like, oh my God, they're going to take over the world. Fuck their yeah, kids. Yeah. Why do you think Zorb was in that tube? <laughs> Zordon? <laughs> I'm hiding here. Don't fuck yeah. me. <laughs> you can't. You can't fuck with which is it doesn't ethereally exist. <laughs> okay. I every, Let's I fucking want slow to, it down I want here, John. I'm against fucking kids. Dylan is not. Dylan is the Jerry Lawler of this podcast. I'm the Jim Ross. I mean, there's been so many more than Jerry Lawler. We could do the list of pedophiles in wrestling is longer than most of the people have died in wrestling. <laughs> no, no, no. Ah. 80s pedophiles, do-do-do-do-do. Puberty is gross. Let's get fun. <laughs> Going to Chuck E. Cheese on a Friday night. They started serving booze. We both know why they did that. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Because I brought the manager, Todd, because I met him on a web forum. Don't tell corporate. We'll get in trouble. <laughs> Well, listen, everybody, Dylan got, um, how do I say this delicately? 
has to take a big shit. So we're going to take a break and come back and we're going to discuss Atom Bomb, which I don't understand why shit is a bad gimmick. And also his time in WCW and then his return to the WWF where Vince McMahon takes it all out on him. <laughs> Good stuff. Or that's after the break. Fuck off, guys. Suck me. Time to shit. Hey, Dylan. Have you ever thought about giving us money because we fucking do a good fucking job for these fucking ungrateful fans? They're all pieces of shit. Every fucking week, we take time to research this show, then forget most of it and talk about who would like to come on. Yeah. And by, I think that deserves money. And by we, we mean a guy we've met a few times, and he needs money because I keep promising to pay him, but then I say, no, haven't earned it. Why? <laughs> yeah. I spend the money on candy and hummus. Separately. I, I don't I don't dip the candy in hummus. That would be a Old taste. Snickers bar hummus Hastings over here needs money. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review or rate and subscribe on iTunes or do both. And here's another one. Fucking shut the fuck up, buddy. Yeah. Right now are you talking? Are you talking? Are you talking to me? Where are you listening on? Were you doing dishes? Turn fucking turn, break all your dishes, you fucking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> shut your cock washer and use your fucking dick grabbers. To give us some fucking money. Dylan, how was your big... Ooh, it was big. A bunch of cum came out. <laughs> I have a big only cum <laughs> shit. <laughs> I nut. When I jack off, I put it in turkey baster and I fucking squeeze it up my ass so I could shit cum. <laughs> I feel like we are maybe six months away from you actually doing that. <laughs> I've just tested the yeah. waters. If I make the joke more than once, then I'm for sure done it. How about that? <laughs> that, that as a rule... Don't make fun of it on the air. Just know that I have done it. And then single tear. Yeah, made of cum. Make sure that uh, that tear is made of cum. Ooh, I come to munch a nut. Anyway, I come to complete almond. <laughs> anyway, did you know an almond's a seed? Yeah. No, of course not. I'm not a fucking bitch. <laughs> My wife got one of these fact-a-day calendars. Let me tell you. It's, it's, a lot it's of stuff you wanted you didn't know, but now you know? Like oh, like no, but just like stuff where that's half the stuff you'll someone will tell you, and then you're like, yeah, of course I know that, and then you'll be like, oh, well that's a thing that uh, why would I ever know that or I'll forget that in one second, like be just one of those annoying people. Like, did you know honey is actually uh, digested from bees, and that's why it's so easily for us to digest? And you're like, okay, cool. I don't want to hang out with you anymore, and I'm like, oh, I understand. Why do you know so <laughs> much about bees? Oh, I'm. I think I am one. <laughs> but once heard someone who probably personality very similar to Brian Clark just said, by the way, apropos of nothing, do you guys know why human beings smile? And no one answered because they're like, oh, this guy's a fucking creep. And he was like, it's to lure people in and make you feel protected because you're showing your teeth. It has nothing to do with being happiness. With happiness, it's just a chemical reaction. That's what happiness is. And I legit... Just, I oh, just I hate those people. Yeah, you live in the same city as that particular real hoot and a half. That guy. Um. <laughs> oh yeah, comedians are very yeah. sad sometimes. But baby, you know what's not sad? When Sergeant Slaughter makes that call to Smoky Mountain Wrestling and says, "Get me Brian Clark. We are going to make him a nuclear." Listen up, man. you little puke. Uh, yeah. By the way, I love that a chemical and disaster caused by human beings in the early 90s was Vince McMahon being like get me a fucking rhyming dictionary I smell a pun coming on and then they made Adam Bomb a survival of Three Mile Island understand like that was a like it's a it's a nuclear it was a nuclear plant melted down you can't still go anywhere near it um in uh, nope. you have to be super drunk to get in the vicinity even why do you have to be super drunk? It helps you deal with the radiation. There was a Viceland documentary on it where they all got super drunk and then tried to shoot a boar just to like see, to test the meat, but they couldn't do it because they were so drunk they couldn't shoot a boar. Also, it's Vice, so for sure those guys have never handled the gun. You send Brian Clark in there with a Mickey of Sourpuss, which I'm assuming <laughs> he just loves to drink. <laughs> he's one of those guys that stands, he's so manly that he has afforded himself one luxury for who he really wants to be in his heart. Time for some banana drinks, and now I'm going to kill a moose with my dick. Um, they also go to... <laughs> they go to church... They, 
I don't care what daddy says. I'm getting a cosmopolitan. They go to Chernobyl, though, which was way worse than ah, Three Mile Island. So, I'm just saying. For those of you who don't know, Three Mile Island is an expression for with the shit I just took. <laughs> no, they were going to bring him in as the Night Stalker, but then, and then team him with Lunder Blaze, but she doesn't know. <laughs> um, but then... <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> Here's a Lunder Blaze's manager, the Night Stalker, just out of view yeah. at all times. He just keeps sneaking into the ring and beating up her opponents and leaving notes going, your fault? Yeah, he has. Uh, <laughs> he comes in and uh, he's his prop, like uh, Jim Cornette's uh, tennis racket or Jimmy Hart's megaphone is a toilet seat she just oh pissed on. God. And he just keeps going, still warm. <laughs> the scent is fresh. It's warm with oh, cunt. Yeah. <laughs> Can't believe you just remembered the name of my new band. <laughs> it's warm. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. With cunt. Um, but no, they, they obviously don't have the Night Stalker because it's 1993 and Vince McMahon. Uh, w- this is a, this here's a weird one. I think this gimmick would have played a lot better literally 40 years earlier when you had the nuclear panic. Yeah. Well, you didn't have the nuclear panic then. N- then you had the... Like idea of both nuclear power is going to save us and also watch out for the bomb. I totally agree that this could have been a fun takeoff of like like a Russian invader and stuff like that. And by the way, everyone talks about, oh, this gimmick was so stupid. It was so fucking over. He was beloved. I liked it. Here's why I liked it as a kid is because, uh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Like, it's exactly what I want a kid. The one thing I didn't like about it, looking back on it, and this is what I don't understand, is why was he with Johnny Polo? Why didn't they just make it? If you're, if you're doing a page one rewrite of a character, Johnny Polo wasn't really around before Adam Bomb, so why not just fucking put him with a scientist? Absolutely. Why can't the guy just be a wacky scientist? Get it? Just get a Doc Brown wig. Put it on fucking exactly, so, or, or just have doc, have Harvey exactly. Whitwellman go back to being a doctor. By the way, and being like, I never said I was a medical doctor. <laughs> exactly, I'm just a doctor yeah. of science. What the fuck? And also having Harvey Whitman play a scientist, like, this is my creation, Adam Bomb. I did a bunch of science bullshit, and now I fucking have this big fucking car. All right, everybody, I was just eating some big league chew. Couple of teeth fell out, landed in some ooze. <laughs> One thing led to another atom bomb. Help me kill that monster. Here's another wonderful, wonderful thing about Brian Clark is he uh, says that Pat Patterson, the first time he met him, was in the shower, and then he calls Pat, Batter- Pat Patterson the Wiener Bandit. So far, Brian Clark's really in the good books. The Wiener Bandit. I read that, and I needed to take a knee. <laughs> yeah, because you pray. just know that this is how Brian Clark said it. He was just he had a gun on his lap. There was a dog that he'd recently shot in the corner. And he's just, ah, let me tell you about that. And he and he's trying to think of a non-derogatory term for gay people. And he's like, uh, they're not winners. We, uh, <laughs> Cock uh, gobbler? Is that what God's the team say no. now? Uh, uh, yeah, them shit eat no, no. Wiener bandits. <laughs> but this is the best thing, and this is like Brian Clark is the absolute best best example of this I've even found where he'll say derogatory shit about Pat Patterson for being gay, but also the reason he thinks that Sean Waltman never made it is because he had a bad face. Like anytime he's like that pu- guy's push didn't work out, he's like, Yeah, he's yeah. not hot enough. Like I'm hot. They're well, not. Well yeah, hot. because he's clearly just an asshole. Yeah, exactly. It's like Oh, this guy's fucking gay, but like, Brian Clark is triggering a if lot he was a bit hotter, from the Canadian uh, road doing comedy, Brian Clark would be the kind of guy you'd be in a bar and he'd go, "Let's take a lap," and he'd walk around looking at girls. Uh, something else that was done be- with with a Canadian comedian, Dylan lives in the same city as. What happened? He at one point went a lot of good town in this room. What are you gonna do about it? And I was like, I "Nothing. I'm gonna we're gonna get in the car and drive back to Toronto because we're in Hamilton." And he's like. Man, you're different than me when I was single. I would have just... <laughs> I'll get to know some ladies near my fucking house because yeah, I value I my time. I don't want to fuckers <laughs> in fucking Hamilton. <laughs> I mean, if I got the opportunity to fuck someone in Hooters, I would probably take Not it, Not me. John. I know how often they don't clean those bathrooms and how often I've given them upper deckers. I... 
would love to because that is the tradition of wrestling. I would be carrying on the tradition of wrestling. Enzo Amore would be the manager, and I would yeah. be very happy. Yeah, don't make sure your dick doesn't get S A W F T soft. Go ahead. <laughs> Here's a perfect example of why Brian Clark is just a not likable person because everything he says is something we've literally lauded other wrestlers for, such as him coming down on Raven, Scotty Flamingo, his manager. Which, by the way, still jarring to see Raven it's as so Scotty Flamingo. It's so weird that. Then it's he took so this odd weird. pause and he was like, all right, you're going to come to the Fed. You've been wrestling for like five years, but not now. Now you're going to manage two guys from Quebec. It's fucking crazy. It is fucking crazy that Paul Heyman. Can you imagine a page one rewrite like this now? Like if a guy went from being a colorful manager like this to being a character like Raven, like if people would allow that? I, I just don't he, think they would. He wasn't he'd in be, a mask. He'd have Scotty Flamingo chanted at him a oh, hundred times. Polo. What in fucking what? I mean, I knew it was jo- uh, I also knew it was Johnny I'm not Polo. I'm a fucking idiot. But it took you a sec. It took me a second to be like, wait a minute. Same thing with Kane and Isaac Yankum. Like there was no face there, and I still knew it was fucking. I didn't know it was Isaac Yankum right away until someone point. It was pointed out his flat ass, and I was like, oh, of course. <laughs> Ass math doesn't yeah. add up. That's a dentist. Let's get that. That's what I'm saying. But he's pissed off at uh, Scotty Flamingo for uh, getting drunk all the time, making him miss flights. Like, <laughs> literally, it's like... That's good stuff. Brian Clark was an army man who liked to fucking power lift, and he liked to have a fucking Zima after he'd had a goddamn match, pretending to be a nuclear power man, and... Everyone else there was just putting coke on their dick so they could fuck better. <laughs> but it's actually just like, I don't care if it's a woman or this bag of wet potatoes I stole. I'm fucking something tonight. Fucking for an hour. And then he would just watch the one, two, three kid soft fuck a bag of potatoes and be like, well, I don't like this, but you know what? I still support the industry. So he just watch it the whole time, getting angrier and angrier. Pardon me, Sean. Sean, Sean, are you imagining that that sack of potatoes is a woman? <laughs> Here's the great thing. He does one shoot interview where he basically says, like, he fucking goes off on Vince McMahon. He says that, like, WCW is always the superior product because he grew up watching Florida Absolutely. Championship Wrestling. So this is a southern wrestling man. Constantly will either bring up or intimate that he believes that Vince McMahon and Shawn Michaels fucked. There's a rumor around the click time. He does... He does that so wonderfully There's a rumor much. around the click time, which is uh, basically the um, uh, Vince had a, a bearskin rug in his house and that he fucked the Ultimate Warrior and Shawn Michaels on there. Oh, and um, and uh, Brooklyn Brawler, no? Uh, uh, no, I don't know if Vince is supposedly We just did the Bro- Brawler episode. Brooklyn Brawler? And remember, so the intimation was he fucked Shawn Michaels and the Ultimate Warrior on the rug. And then a separate time, fuck the Ultimate Warrior and oh. the Brooklyn Brawler. I, I like that. that. It would be the Brooklyn Brawler. What a weird body type. I like the idea of a fuck rug, though. Oh, really? Do you? Why not? If you have a rug, if you have a rug like that's the uh, that's the bed I fuck in, and if I'm really turned on, that's the rug I, I fuck on. I doggy styled <laughs> a girl once on a rug, and it was a. It was a pretty thin rug, and it really hurt my knees because there was concrete oh, underneath. No. Yeah, yeah, of course. Let's say this. If you're going to look into spice it up, right? You're going to spice it up. I think that literally the idea of having sex on the ground is appealing pre-25. And then after that, you're like, this is a good idea for exactly four seconds. Having sex on a rug like so many things in this world is exactly like cocaine. <laughs> you build it up to be real fun, and then when you start, you're like... This was a bad idea. <laughs> here's what I here, here's what I've said for I've maintained this for a long time. If you're above 25 and you want to spice it up, new holes, not new location. You know what? That could actually be a piece of advice that you give in a book. I have given it to many books. I've actually write it into library books. You should 
if someone asks you something like that, you should put on glasses you don't need just so you can do the glasses takeoff thing and say new holes, not lewd locations, so you can point with the tip of the glasses and then <laughs> break the glasses. <laughs> Why am I cutting myself? Because you fucking love the industry. You're yeah, bleeding. Yeah, that is true. I just I lick the blood a little bit and give them Yeah, I'm juicing yeah. for the industry is what you tell them. And then Call you kiss me Adam Slob and then we kiss. It takes a really weird turn <laughs> and then we end up fucking... Uh, on a bearskin rug, and the, uh, they call it the career carpet. <laughs> but anyway, Johnny Polo, Adam, here's the problem. Adam Bomb, fine name. Johnny Polo, not a fine name. And this is also where Vince had clearly given up because he's just, the last name is exactly your gimmick. Yeah, th- this is true. This is really the dregs. Steve Garbage like, Man. Duke the Dumpster Drossy. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, it's better than my other idea. What's that? Uh, he's he's just a sad man that owes money to the bank. <laughs> Duke, the cash advance, Grossy. Yeah. And in this corner, Bill, Linda, stop crying. <laughs> but anyway, he, he Johnny Polo drops him in favor of the co- concentrate on the Quebecers, and then he's handed off to Harvey Whippleman. So already you kind of have a weird misstep where it's like, if this guy's so good, then how come he's being handed off from manager's manager already? And he said he used to get ribbed primarily by Sean Walton. Of course. <laughs> they would like sh- you know, shit in his bag. And uh, he, uh, because of this. are pieces of shit. They're bully assholes. And it's a fucking. It's a profe- professional business. And Vince McMahon's a garbage human being. Being like, ah, yeah, yeah, they're having. Brian Clark would be the perfect person to shit in something that I oh. don't know. Like, I don't understand what the use is of this. I don't understand what this is. This is ridiculous. Why is there I've feces? I've never felt more conflict in my life. I don't know how to feel about the idea that I agree completely that to shit on the stuff of. And at the same time, I'm like, don't shit in someone's stuff. I guarantee here's something Brian Clark, Brian Clark says every day. I can see the humor in it. I just do not appreciate it. But he says, Paul, he said that Scott Hall was a was a wife beater. He does not like Shawn Michaels. And he's another guy who believes Shawn Michaels is doing is uh, doing <laughs> is just Christian um, because, you know, he's just Christian as a scapegoat. And he also and then you're like, yeah, I mean, I've heard people say that. But then he, of course, takes it uh, too far. And he goes like, it's funny that he married that chick because everyone's my fucked favorite her. part. <laughs> it's my exactly favorite part, by the way. And it and you know. And also, you know that's not true because uh, Whisper, very famously, Kevin Nash uh, talked about how he wanted to fuck her and was upset that Sean ended up fucking her. By the way, Kevin Nash was married that entire time. Like, if you, like Kevin Nash in the WCW years, all of his like interviews that. are basically like, oh yeah, my wife knows and she's got a nice house, so she's just got to deal with it. <laughs> you wanted a wine fridge I wanted to see some pussy that wasn't yours bitch that's what Kevin Kevin Nash has <laughs> I mean if you're gonna do it I guess you should I mean it'd be so stupid to not be an open relationship if you're like on the road 300 days um, a year also few um, are Kevin Nash and are the o- seemingly the only wrestler that seems to have figured out that charm goes a long way you are going to have to fuck because it's like, well, these women really want to have sex with us. And Randy Macho Man Savage just tried to lock one of them at a table. You sit at this table. We've never met before. <laughs> <laughs> but Adam Bomb, huge guy. So, of course, he's put in matches with The Undertaker pretty immediately, preparing The Undertaker for his casket match with Yokozuna. Uh, he feuds with er- Earthquake for a bit. And he turned face... Uh, briefly and he they used to sell like nerf footballs with with the bomb squad on them yeah man it was totally fine that they were like hey kids you can make a bomb or something (laughs) he just said that like bruce pritchard said on he's like i don't know it was kind of a shitty gimmick but we sold a lot of those fucking footballs yeah like i'm i'm totally with it it makes sense but like nuclear man who's a face does not draw well essentially so he's just kind of briefly feuding with quang he doesn't really do much and of course because of this because like you said he got a lot very quickly and the atom bomb character did kind of fizzle out pretty fast he does not like vince mcmahon he takes issue with payouts which is like how much are you getting paid out if your whole you know what i mean if your gimmick is like i'm the big guy but the third one yeah, I'm the big one, but I'm the one with the silly tongue. He has everything that you would want in a wrestler except for just a microbe of charisma. 
He doesn't have any of it. Yeah, no, he not only he doesn't have charisma, he has something new, which is it's essentially like your fault. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's exactly. I understand exactly. He, you know what he is? We mentioned him, but he is a lot like Curtis Hughes, but just moves better. So that's why he got a better spot. I don't even think like I Curtis Hughes has something else, which is just Curtis has ha, Hughes has the energy of someone who's forgotten. <laughs> I like Curtis Hughes. I would love Curtis Hughes to be my personal security guard now, even though he's. I think he's lost a ton of weight and is like. You have a weird now. thing also, but you love, um, you like anyone who shares a body type with you. I do, exactly. I love me. What can yeah, I say? Yeah, it's really, I like it. I wish I had Curtis Hughes' body type. He was fucking huge. You are, yeah, I knew you have the same body type as Curtis Hughes now. You fucking, you're cut. Ooh, I'm cut. Ooh, look at my upper dick muscles. I got the D'Angelo flow, girl. So, he spoke to Eric Bischoff, and that leads to him coming in as Wrath. This is during WCW's attempt at... Having Mortal Kombat be on TV, essentially. Yeah, which I didn't realize that the whole that whole storyline had a name called the Blood Run. Like they were sort of the Blood. It was called like Blood Runs Cold as a sort of catch-all for all of them. Again, a great Hobson find. Uh, I also love that he actually has some sympathy for Glacier, feeling that he was a guy that just couldn't carry the uh, weight of that gimmick on his shoulders. Didn't find Ernest the Cat Miller to be that bad of a guy, and clearly hates Chris Canyon because he's gay. And in Wrath's world, that's bad, because what a piece of shit Brian Clark is. And by the way, would go on to be totally fine every time that people would, you know, uh, attack or beat up um, uh, Chris Canyon too much. Because, and I'm quoting Brian Clark now: uh, "If you are a wiener bandit, you're gonna have to face the straight arm of the law." <laughs> And straight is capitalized. Yeah, and is misspelled because straight men don't know how to spell. They're too busy fooking. <laughs> but of course, all of that gets put on the back burner because of what, John? Uh, the New World Order. I like the idea of if this happened now in the WWF. No, New World Order obviously was like Hulk Hogan, so it's going to be your main storyline. But like, if something took off like this, Vince would probably be like, no, still Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah. Though. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, Mortis still. Um, yeah, no, Vince Man would be like, we're not abandoning this. Vince Man's interesting in that like his ideas are not always as bad as the WCW ideas, but WCW wouldn't double down as much as Vince McMahon. Like, Vince McMahon will be like, oh, they don't like Roman Reigns? Well, hope they enjoy the last five years of fucking wrestling. <laughs> yeah, he says that uh, Vanderberg, uh, James Mitchell, would get in a lot of arguments with Canyon because he would threaten to just sit, uh, tell everyone he was gay. Yeah. And then Brian Clark's retort is, how could you not know? Um, I, um, I don't know if I believe that, to be honest with you. Um, a lot because it's one of those things. It makes me not like the sinister minister quite a bit. I, I'll say I, that. I don't think that because James Vanderbilt claimed he never knew that about Canyon. I mean, Brian Clark also seems to just straight up lie. Like he also, we skipped this over, but he claims he invented the name the Click. Yes, which he did. It was the British yeah. Bulldog or Lex Luger at both. Like the members of the Clicker, but it's one of those two who did it. Yeah. But Brian Clark is like, no, I nicknamed him, and then I beat up every... I was the Marines that beat up Shawn Michaels yeah. as well, even though I wasn't in the company at the time. And but I'm Ron Jeremy's dick, is also what he claims sometimes. <laughs> but also, uh, so he kind of... They did this weird thing where he would team with Canyon, but he would also have his own singles identity, and uh, he gets a long winning streak as Wrath, uh, which then is, of course, thwarted by Goldberg, who he loses to in 20 seconds. And that is, a lot of people don't enjoy that because they say that this is Wrath starting to get over and they thought this could be a good, like, almost like the William Regal loss where they have a tough competitive match. But he does just fucking uh, lose to Goldberg very, very, very quickly. And I think, I'm going to say this publicly, I think they made the yeah, right choice. Yeah, they 100% made the right choice, <laughs> like, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Goldberg, you had... That character, you had to have him smash every single person. Like, even Hulk Hogan, I was thinking about this. Even then, it sounds weird, but Goldberg still called for his finisher and did it and won the match, which is something you don't see but against job guys, really. And he did that to Hulk Hogan. Like that's And that was, by the strong. way, that was a strategy. Hogan's part um, was because he was trying to impress the locker room. But it, 
I think he was probably pretty pissed off he called for the finisher. Like, that was one of the few times how weak Hogan looked because Bill Goldberg beat Scott Hall the same night and then beat Hogan in seven minutes. By the way, they should have done that match. That, that match on pay-per-view at the next Arcade could have... It would have extended a WCW's failing creative directive for another four or five months and would have undone a lot of the damage done by the previous year's Starcade. We're not here to talk about Bill Goldberg. We're here to talk about Wrath. By the way, Wrath's idea was you line up all of the NWO, he shows them his dick, and then they all die. That's what He pitched that to Vince McMahon. <laughs> well, the, the thing about Brian Clark is, is uh, this is a kind of a guy you could have like a nitro second hour main event with Goldberg with like that's the whole idea that's why everyone was mad it's like why not make this a five ten minute match and let them stretch their legs and I think the answer to that question is neither of those guys are ring generals like Brian Clark is good he's a utility player though like he needs a leader in the ring like he moves well he does all these things well for a big man but I don't see Brian Clark calling a match that's even five minutes long that's okay I see them like both going for a spear at the same time or something, and then the jackhammer's weird and fucked up. Like, neither of them could really work that well. Like, they're both very athletic. I just mean being... Like, I don't know. There's more being a wrestler than athleticism. We've all seen fucking Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, absolutely. And Dusty Rhodes, what's amazing about him is um, uh, you never not watch him and think, like, one push-up. <laughs> Do you... Do you think that do you think that Brian Clark saw Dusty Rhodes back and tried to fuck one of the folds? I think Brian Rhodes probably was like that guy's a giant tit and tried to fuck Dusty Rhodes in his fat folds. <laughs> I like, really I hope think he that, did. That definitely happened. Like, I, he, he probably squeered, th- screamed, "This is not gay!" And then, like, he hard nutted. Not like you. Like when I nut, when it's big. Like it, it looks like a hand's coming out of my dick to slap the lady in the vagina. That's how big my cum is. And it was like Brian Clark for the first time was like, thank you very much, sir. And it- <laughs> I think that Brian Clark genuinely, real talk, only doesn't like pranks because he got pranked. Of course. He's one of those guys. He's like, no, it's funny when it yeah, doesn't happen to me. Of course. It's Brian Clark. He doesn't like anything happening to him. <laughs> yep. Why doesn't someone say hello to me? But I would highly recommend if you guys have the time, watch. I don't know if they're on the network yet, but watch a WCW Saturday night where it's just a bunch of weird slob jobbers and then Wrath comes out and smashes somebody with the pump handle oh, slam. Oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, he it was a good he time. the meltdown, which was his pump handle slam into a power oh, slam. Oh, that's good stuff. Um, which maybe he did, but I'm sure it was a Japanese wrestler. Like, I'm sure it was. Yeah, I don't think so. But he gets a couple injuries and then comes back as... One half of Chronic! No gimmicks needed, Brian Clark. And if you look at this tag team, there is a Chronic on YouTube. Uh, there is a there is Chronic versus Three Count. That is on YouTube. Basically, what Chronic were were um, the acolytes, but with weed. Yeah, and but they clearly have never smoked weed in my entire life. Yeah, they would just occasionally, like their finisher was called the High Times. They would just like name their moves after weed, but had no like they didn't show up. They didn't look make it seem like they were high or anything. They were just two dudes who smashed people and then said weed things vaguely, and. If you watch uh, Brian Clark and Brian Adams right now and three count, if you can do that on your YouTube machine, pause it when they're both in the promo and it looks like Michael Madsen and Billy Ray Cyrus have formed a tag team. That's very good. That is very good. Yeah. Brian Adams couldn't look more like Michael Madsen in Kill Bill 2 when he's the strip club bouncer. Yes, he he does look like Bud. That's exactly who he fucking looks like. He looks exactly like Bud. Dylan, once again, you've really proven yourself worthy of being my not nearly as important co-host. Much more important than you, actually. But they do a lot of good stuff, which I don't see that much of now in wrestling, unfortunately. No, actually, sometimes they do, but they only do it at the high end, which is mid-card tough guy versus mid-card tough guy, where you see Brian Clark facing Ming. Of course, you have the Faces of Fear tag team of Ming and the Barbarian. You can slot into being against Chronic, and I honestly think that... 
If they would have just brought this kind of sound fucked up. If they would have just brought in the faces of fear for that WCW invasion angle, I think a lot more people would have bought into it. Yeah, I completely agree. The other thing is, by the way, when they sh- when Chronic and them show up, they are they were fucking badass tag team in WCW. They show up in uh, the WWE, and it's basically like, get ready to see some people lose, and they get the shit kicked out of them by fucking everybody. <laughs> That's yeah. Apparently, they had a really, really hard, uh, really, really sorry. They had a really, really um, hands-on approach to the chronic gimmick, and this is why Brian Clark is the only person who will ever say this, but liked WCW more than the WWF because. But essentially, he got pushed more in WCW. He had a couple winning streaks. I also don't disagree with him. The structure and storytelling in WCW, honestly, at times, was incredibly consistent and incredibly enjoyable. The issue that I'll always have with WCW is it fell apart a lot. And also, like, they basically had three years where they were just doing the same fucking gimmick all the fucking, 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 fucking time. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. They were... But- I mean, a tag team like this works. Like, Chronic works. Just two big guys fucking beating people up. Why not? But it doesn't work when you bring them into the WWF, which, by the way, Brian, I think Brian Clark and both Brian Clark and Brian Adams were good friends of The Undertaker, so they're brought in as part of the invasion oh, angle. Oh, yeah, they were both part of the bun, like the bun Skills crew or whatever the fuck they're called. Blood, yeah, the Bone Skulls. I like Buns Skills crew better. Yeah, the Buns Home Zone. They help people get apartment sublets. <laughs> we're the Boner Boys. <laughs> but, I mean, this is the whole thing. It's like he's just a classic 80s, trained in the 80s wrestler where it's like he has size, he's good enough in the ring, managers come out of vogue, and you kind of have to... Wrestling becomes like all of the performing arts now, or now, basically, where it's like you have to really like it, and then he just fucking leaps. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen... I was going to say, the issue really comes down to he's a wrestler in the wrong decade and also doesn't have the attitude that people want to help him. So they're kind of just like... Yes. Ah, fuck this guy. You know what I mean? Exactly. He comes in to wrestling at a position and essentially is at that position for the rest of his time in wrestling. The WWF invasion... I remember this being, if you want to summarize the entire invasion, literally watch Chronic versus The Undertaker and Kane. Because what happens is, Chronic gets one beat down on The Undertaker, and then for the rest of the time, even if they're attacking them from behind, The Undertaker and Kane get the upper hand, and Chronic is out of the Fed in a month. Because yet the other thing you have to understand is, everyone is very good at working now in the WWF. This is, like, work rate is at an all-time high for this company, even though these dudes are huge. Like, Austin is having fucking hour-long main events with Kurt Angle. Like, this is a crazy, crazy work rate time, and you kind of have to have the crowd love you, or work work rate dorks are at an all-time high during this period, and Chronic did not fit that. And they're only going to make exceptions for, like, Goldberg. That's a great point. Also, um, Dylan, say work rate one more time. How about that? You. But you know what Baby I mean? Maybe like, get spicy. Uh, Go ahead. They're not. They're not who people wanted in the invasion angle, and everyone's like, "This, this, what the fucking invasion angle is gonna be?" WCW 2000 in 2001 is invading. Like, why not WCW 1996 invading? And that, that even more so than their work and their character really hurt them. Oh yeah, it's also one of those things where like I still stand by the invasion angle would have gone so much better if Chronic uh, had been ge- at least given another WCW tag team to play off. Like if for at the very least like, you know, the Ding Dongs had been brought in briefly to be just a different alternative for tag teams. <laughs> exactly. After they're released by the WWF, uh him and Brian Adams go to um Dylan's mom's house and fuck her. <laughs> Not true. They go to the they go to Japan, have a nice little fucking tour, a nice little baby tour, and that's how he retires. He retires in Japan. Yeah, um, he's really proud of how he retired. They went over some people, and now and then they lost, and that's it. One thing happened though that was really sad in 2014. He, what happened? Oh, when he, he tried to come to back, to come he back. tried to ask to be a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble. Is more than likely not going to happen because he spent most of his career essentially just calling Vince McMahon a little pussy boy. And also, when he left the WWF, all he did was just not show up at a gig. And when called, basically was like, you lied to me, I'm done. He de- They definitely lied to him. But 
to quote the great Jim Cornette, you can't be pissed off to one of the promoters fucked over the boys. That's what happened. Yeah, and he's also the only guy who, not the only guy, but one of the guys. A main hint that someone's never going to give it back in the WWE is that they don't call, they. it's not that they say Vince McMahon's a piece of shit, it's that they say he's not good at his job. Like, there's so many people who are like, Vince is a genius, but he's a fucking asshole. But Vince needs you to say he's a genius Yeah, first. of course. He's fine being called an asshole. Guy doesn't give a shit. But if you were like, Eric Bischoff was better and WCW was better, I don't know why the WWF won. It's all... Like, he literally for 15 minutes describes how it's an inferior product and how it didn't even mean anything to him that they didn't even like him because, like, he doesn't even care. <laughs> but here... Want to know something uh, very unsurprising? Brian Clark... Married to the same woman for the last 22 years. He married to the same woman lasting 22 years? Oh, I guarantee that woman's not allowed to talk very often. He puts it in. She shuts up. Yeah. No He goes to moving. bed. Uh, I didn't like that part where your body shook. No pleasure. Yeah, no talk. <laughs> he now works in the casino business, and he's not specific about what he does for security reasons, and that probably means he breaks legs. Yeah, I have a feeling he's the guy holding the saw for the cheaters. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing sadder than people trying to get back into wrestling and them not wanting it. Sean Stasiak's Twitter right now is like a sad song, and I really do believe that everyone should go to Sean Stasiak's Twitter and just see him trying to be like... Because he's not just trying to get back into wrestling. He's trying to get a top spot in wrestling. What's also is insane. insane is how much you are looking at Sean Stasiak's Twitter because this is the fourth week in a row where you guys have been like... You have literally... Literally just plugged his Twitter. You guys? Idiot. It's amazing. He follows us on Twitter. We follow him. And I swear to God, it's the best follow you can possibly have. It's just him tweeting (laughs) at All Elite Wrestling being like, Hey, why not have me on the first pay-per-view? It's like, how delusional are you? (laughs) You would really sell meat. It would be pretty great if there was a super kick party to meet though. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't not watch that. He wouldn't accept it. He would be like, No but I go over <laughs> Then Young Bucks actually kick him in the face. He's a lot like Brian Clark and that he'd be like, This guy's a cruiserweight. Like he's st- Brian Clark still calls Shawn Michaels a cruiserweight. Yeah, and that's probably someone cleaned that up. He probably called them something else that starts with a C that like if you you'd have to look up in a dictionary and be like what the hell? Oh, no. That's what that means? <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, I, I'm glad we have this on the air. I'm glad we're doing Why? this right now. Yeah. John, uh, you are officially a, an L.A. comedian. The podcast email just got in. <laughs> just got someone just got asked uh, asked if for a spot on your that's show. Good stuff. That's good stuff. On the podcast email. Oh, that's good stuff. Oh. Sent it from his iPhone. He wants us to know. I'm gonna say nope, he that's can. A, do I it. even that's my mistake because I sent him to the wrong email address. That's that that happened to me. No, I I just told him you, he could do it. You better not have. But I gave him uh I gave him the Staples Center uh ID. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That's good. He's gonna be at the Staples Center in 25 yeah. minutes. I told him. It's actually it's an open mic at the Anyone Staples Center. Come to the Staples Center and give me a kiss. Um. <laughs> Oh, God, so many things about my taxes just got emailed to me. You know what that means? It's time for us to do our best and worst and then head on over to... um, uh, uh, Head on over to our houses. I don't know what the fuck's going on. So, John, what's your favorite thing about Brian Clark? Adam Bond. I loved it. As a kid, I loved it. It was so exciting. He was like a superhero. He had cool fucking lights in his glasses and a red tongue. Awesome. And he used the power bomb, and this is going to sound nuts to new listeners here. He used the power bomb at a time where not everyone did, and he used the, like a li- he used a slightly different version of it, where people were like, "That's fucking insane." And he called it the atom bomb. It was perfect. It was perfect. I think my favorite thing about Brian Clark is um, he moved really well in the ring, and I and he was very agile, and he's a very good worker for his size is just that my this is my worst thing i don't think he's that smart so he never really cared he never cared and and if you're not that smart like he it's so weird to enter something being 65 percent good at it and if you're entering something being 65 percent good at it people think this guy's gonna get to 80 and 90 percent this guy's gonna be great and he just stayed at 65 for the duration of his career he never really learned to do promos he plateaued almost immediately yeah absolutely 
and also, um, I'll say he, my, this is my worst thing. He everything about him as else as about him as a human being. <laughs> yeah, the fact that he's okay with just killing people and homophobic is probably yeah. Bad. When you when you can literally say the phrase, okay, sure he's homophobic, but that's not even the worst thing about him. What a piece of shit. Yeah. So that's <laughs> yeah. He's just a like boring hillbilly man, and God bless him for being it. That's been. Brian Clark on the Wrestler Review. Guys, we'll be back next week with a wrestler we'll pick later. Thanks very much for listening, guys. uh, Subscribe to us on Patreon. John, what fun shit do you have coming up? I think Soho Theater has passed. I'll be in Australia for April and May. Australia, mate. (laughs) That's all they talk. G'day. Welcome to your shoe store. <laughs> Australia, mate. I'll be in Lindsay at the Moose Lodge, baby, this week. And next week, I'll be at the Ridgeway Art Center. That is February 23rd at 8 p.m. Ridgeway Art Center in the Moose Lodge. February 15th of Moose Lodge, February 23rd at the Ridgeway Art Center. Thanks very much for listening, guys, and please subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a nice review. You can subscribe to us on SoundCloud as well. Leave us a review there. And uh, if you liked our show, you really liked the show, uh, donate on Patreon. It's five bucks for an ep- extra episode, which we try and do every two weeks now. And the latest one, I believe, will be an Enzo Amore talking about the possible rapist, but definite piece of shit Enzo. Thanks very much for listening, guys. Give yourselves a big round of applause. Now, break your phones. Break your break phones. Your phones. You're done with them. Fuck glass. Get hard. Oh, oh.